It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. The heart and purpose of the show is for you to be able to call in. It's a live show to ask questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. We'll get into God's Word together. Go to God's throne uh, together. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text question, 720-336-0897. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners throughout Colorado. Thanks so much for listening up in Greeley, Fort Collins, down here in Colorado Springs. Also, we'd like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. Thanks again for joining me this afternoon. I've been meditating and thinking about Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Paul writes and he says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. And Paul is writing from prison. So he's in prison and he's saying, My chains have actually given me the opportunity to share the gospel. God knew what he was doing and allowing this difficulty in my life. And sometimes our life feels like it's getting thrown into a giant blender. And God puts everything on an accelerated schedule. He really mixes things up in our lives. But then the result of what he brings out of that is something beautiful, a powerful testimony of the gospel. So I want to encourage you, God doesn't make mistakes that our trials, they pass through his hands. And if you're in a, a difficult prison-like experience, look for God to bring that for the furtherance of uh, the gospel. So that's a great encouragement from Philippians chapter 1 verse 12. Thanks again for joining me. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier on Grace FM. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Bible, a question about a certain section of scripture or a doctrine, or a question about things that are going on in your life, would love uh, to be able to talk with you and dialogue with you. 303-690-3000 or send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Mary and Aurora. Welcome to the program. Hello. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm just a little uh, confused. (laughs) I need somebody to straighten me out here. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I've been a Christian for four years, and I've been going to Calvary Aurora, and really great going there and everything, and and I'm, you know, I I can't stop talking about Jesus, and hmm. um, anytime I, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be just like that, but I'm having problems with my family. Okay. And, and it's like, you know, they just don't want to hear it, and... You know, and that's all I've got to say. That's all like my opinion is, you know, about Jesus or problem solving or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yep. am I supposed to just, you know, when I'm around them and, you know, we're in a, like a social situation like Mother's Day, am I supposed uh-huh. to just be quiet? And, and if, and just, if I'm asked a question, answer it, if it, you know, if they want to know something, but 
I'm just confused because it's like I'm all in. Right, right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And that's all well, I know now. Right. You know? So what, what is your opinion on that? I mean, um, I love them, and I mean, I can't, I, I'm a mom, and I'm not supposed to um, treat them like friends. Yeah. But, you yep. know, we come to a situation where they want to know my opinion. That's the only opinion I have is what Jesus says in the Bible. Yeah. Well, you know, what comes to mind is Mark 6, verse 4, and Jesus is going back to Nazareth, his hometown, where he grew up, where he has family, um, and they reject him. Uh, and Jesus responds, and he says in, in Mark 6, verse 4, uh, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, among his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid hands on a few people uh, and healed them. And so Christ there shows us the difficulty of ministering in our own family. You know, he was rejected by, by his family and uh, his hometown. He says, I have honor everywhere I go, except for here among my own family. And then because of their unbelief, he could do no mighty work uh, among them. And so there's some encouragement there. And, and I yeah. think you want to uh, use discernment. You know, you don't want to back down from an opportunity to, to share Christ. And, and if they ask you your opinion, you know, give give them what you believe and, and, and the truth of, of Scripture. Um, but also at the, at the same time, uh, to understand, you know, if, if they are, are rejecting, we see in Christ's life when, when people rejected, then uh, he, he moved on and looked on for someone that was open. And not that you move on from your family and you stop loving them, um, but you can you can lead somebody uh, to water, but you can't force them to drink. And so I wouldn't shy away from opportunities, and I, and I would speak forth uh, uh, when they ask. Um, but then when you're sensing, you know, they're not asking, and it, it's a closed door uh, to say, God, you know, move me towards somebody who is is open that 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 I can share with. And I just want to encourage you. You don't know that the fruit that may come, and continue loving them. You know, and and it may yeah. be a time where that love's really seen in your actions. And when you have an opportunity to speak the truth, don't don't shy away. But if it's any comfort to you, uh, Christ was rejected by his hometown and by his relatives, and oftentimes that that's the most difficult place uh, to to do ministry. Right. Yeah, I can be with a total stranger or friends at work, and I can I can just keep coming at them, you know, Jesus, 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 about everything, and, and they come around, but my family is like pulling teeth. It's, yeah. It's really sad, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I've always, you know, I love to talk about Jesus, and it's um, always on my mind. Yeah. And it's hard to just, you know... Like when I'm at one of my daughter's house and we all get together and, you know, I hear the Lord's name in vain and then you, they're turning on the TV and, or they got music going and they're, you know, talking about stuff that, you know, cussing and everything. And I'm just like, this is incredible. It's like being in a whole other world. Yeah. It's just really sad and uncomfortable. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah, don't shy away uh, from those opportunities. I wouldn't stop 
speaking about Christ and, and being that, that light. And I know it's hard to remember, when, especially when it's our own families, but sinners sin. You know, if they don't know Christ as their Savior, uh, yeah. they're in that place where they're in darkness. They, they, they don't have Christ. And to continue to focus on the main thing with them, of them uh, knowing who Jesus is uh, and displaying that uh, to them. Because until they receive Christ as their Savior, there's, there's real no hope of change. You know, there's not, there's not going to be lasting uh, a, a fruit. And there's an old saying that says, you know, you've you got to catch the fish before you clean them, meaning somebody has to come to Christ, and then Christ begins to transform them from the inside out. But I'd love to pray for you, Mary, and pray with you, and let's Thanks. believe in faith that there'll be breakthroughs in your family. So. Father, thanks for Mary. Thanks for her heart. Thanks for her coming to know you four years ago. And Lord, thank you that she loves you and she she shares you and speaks of you. And I pray she wouldn't shy away from that and, and that you would give her even uh, new ways to be able to, to share you and speak uh, of you and to display you in her actions. And pray you give her wisdom and discernment with her family. I pray that you would do great breakthroughs in the life of, of her family, especially her children, God, and that they would see their need for you and come to, to brokenness and come to see that only you can forgive us of our sins. So I pray even as we go into Mother's Day that you would really protect Mary, that you would would, would bless Mary, that there would be breakthroughs. And uh, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you, Mary. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life, uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Dustin on line two from Baltimore. Dustin, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, uh, Pastor. A uh, long-time listener, second-time caller. Um, I was just wondering what Matthew uh, twelve forty-three through forty-five. What what does that mean? Okay, well, let's take a look at it together. I'll go ahead and read it. Um, Matthew twelve forty-three says, "When an unclean spirit goes out of a man." He goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked uh, generation. So the unclean spirit is a demon. And the demon goes out of a man. So someone that was right. demon-possessed, that person then cleans up their life. The, the house represents their life, uh, and their right. life is put in, put in order. But they don't replace that darkness and that demon with Jesus. You know, it, there, there's a, a morality that takes place. There's a putting things in order, but there isn't a, an inviting Jesus into their life and allowing Jesus to be the Lord of their life. So when that demon returns, you know, he looks for somewhere else to go, but he, he doesn't have anywhere else to go. So he comes back to that individual. And since Christ isn't in that individual, then 
he gathers some other demons, seven other spirits. They enter back into that individual. And then the worst is that the end is worse than, than the beginning. So I think there's, this is a powerful message from Christ that it's, it's not enough just to pursue morality or it's not enough just for to get darkness out of our lives, but uh, it's the importance of turning to Christ and Christ living in us. And then when Christ is in us, darkness, wicked, wickedness, demons can't return to, to, to our lives. So it's the importance of turning away from sin, turning to Christ and allowing him to, to live, live in us. So yeah, Does that make I, sense? I, I thought for a long time that it was that it was a when uh, the the demon left man, it, it, he became a Christian. And but then I said to myself years later, I said, "Well, no, that can't be because there. It, once you're a Christian, the uh, demons can't enter you anymore." That's and right. It says yeah. he 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 brings in seven others that are more wicked than him. And whatnot. So, yeah, you know that that's that's the reason why I asked the question. Why, you yeah, know, what does that actually mean? You know, so. yeah. Because okay. you know, right. apart I, from I appreciate that. Yeah, apart from Christ, we can get our life in greater order. You know, it says empty, swept, put in order. A lot of times, unbelievers, you know, go. Oh, it's time for me to clean up my life. Uh, but that only goes so far. Um, you know, that's right. behavior modification. That's not being born again. And once Christ saves us and the Spirit dwells in us, you're absolutely right. The, a demon can't possess us because light lives in us, and light doesn't share space with darkness. Jesus doesn't share space with demons. Right, right. So, okay, yeah. well, thank you very much. And you, you bet. Have a good day. You too. God bless you, okay. Dustin. It's a great question. So important to to turn to Christ and pursue Christ and allow him to change us and transform us. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got questions, things that are going on in your life, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Michael in Denver. Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Nate. How are you? I'm blessed of God. I just got off of work. All right. That's great. Is there any question on your mind today or anything I can pray with you about? All right. Looks like we lost Michael on line one. So again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. If you've got a question, you can send it via text or you can give me a call, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. The text number is 720-336-0897. I've got a few text questions that have come in. I'll go ahead and... uh, Uh, take those. Please pray for me as I prepare to go to my church tonight. I've been going through spiritual warfare. So I'd like to lift you up in prayer right now. Father, thanks uh, for uh, this listener who's texted in and as they're headed to church tonight and feeling a spiritual battle. God, we know that there is a a spiritual battle that takes place and we cry out to you. We know your word says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so, so Lord, would would you uh, just put your protection, your armor over this individual and really bless them. Bless their evening as they worship you and are in fellowship and encouraging other believers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Looks like Mike's back on line one. Mike, do we have you there on line one? Yeah, I'm back. We got some, we got just connected somehow. All right. Well, welcome back. Anyways, I got a praise report for you about my brother and us and a prayer request. Okay. Uh, you, know, I told my brother's the one I kept calling him for prayer for his operation for cancer, Bob. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that prayer? Yep, I do. How's he doing? Well, they couldn't do the operation. His tumor has grown about four to five inches, and okay. the doctors at the VA hospital believe it's too close to the too close to the aorta to 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 risk a risk an operation. So okay. they closed him back up as best they could, you know, with having to go through a couple of the ribs, and he's convalescing at home and. Okay. He's in. He's he's dealing with the VA hospital up in upstate New York to uh, find out what how they can treat this thing. Okay. But, well, let me pray for you. But I also need. Yeah, I need a prayer request for his recovery and also for his and my sister in law, Darlene's salvation, and for God to keep helping because I need all the help I can get. Okay. Well, let's pray for you, Mike. What's your brother's name? Bob and my sister in law is Darlene. They need salvation. All right. God, we thank you for Bob, and we thank you for Darlene, and we we lift up Bob to you, and as he's going through this cancer and they can't operate, God, would you comfort him? And Lord, I pray that Bob would come to know you, and you would would breathe uh, life into him and give him the knowledge of Christ and salvation. And Lord, for his wife as well, Darlene, that you would bring salvation to her as well. Thanks for for Mike. Pray you bless this evening, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Michael. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday afternoon as you're getting off of work or still at work or at home for the evening. Let's go to line two to Ray in Loveland. Ray, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks a lot, Pastor. I appreciate you taking my call. You bet. Hey, um, you know, all I really wanted to do was just see if maybe the you've getting some insight about the unfaithfulness of certain people in their marriage relationships lately. It just seems to be in my sphere of influence that there's a lot of individuals that their marriages are failing. They've been hmm. together for several years, and they're even professing Christians, Pastor. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've been born again for several years, and I've... Uh, also not been married for about 12 years and I'm happily single right now just getting my relationship with the Lord right but I want to tell you maybe it just really uh, discourages me to see a lot of individuals I already know just like what you told about the uh, the person that was um, when the demon spirit leaves uh, and comes back to find its house empty and swept up. I'm fully aware of that whole situation because of the unbeliever and with Christ not mm-hmm. being in somebody's life. But I guess if you have some insight as to why so many professing Christians, marriages are mailing, failing, like even after, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons and it's, it's really heartbreaking. Um, 
And I think first is Satan loves to attack marriages. Um, we know that marriage represents Christ in the church. And so that is God's representation to a Christ-rejecting world is godly marriage. So Satan loves to come against and, and attack marriages. Also, I think what leads to unfaithfulness a lot of times is bitterness and unforgiveness. Um, you know, Jesus told us that the reason that Moses permitted divorce in the Old Testament was because of, of a hard heart. Um, and ultimately, adultery is is the result of a hard heart. It's the ultimate act of selfishness. You know, a lot of times we, we feel like adultery destroys marriages, and it does, but really at the heart of adultery is selfishness. And at the heart of selfishness is is a hard heart. Um, you know, in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And that's why it's so important for us as believers to make sure that our heart is close to the Lord, that we're in the Word and allowing the Word to do surgery on us and correct us and encourage us and being in relationship with other believers, you know, as men having other men in our life, as, as women having other godly women, that they can challenge us when, when they start to see us uh, in that place. So it's so important to keep short accounts with God, stay, stay close to, to the Lord, and keep short accounts uh, uh, with, with our spouse for those that, that are married um, and, and to uh, keep that open and honest communication uh, that, that's there. And compromise leads to more compromise and, and more compromise. Um, so those are some of my, my thoughts uh, about that. And also we've seen God do great works of reconciliation when people turn to the Lord uh, even in the worst of situations, God brings life where where there's death. But it's really important for us to be uh, interceding on the behalf of of marriages and for all believers to to be pressing in to the Lord and keeping short accounts of where their heart is. Understood. Hey, I really appreciate your uh, situ- uh, your take on that. It's definitely spirit led answer that encourages me. Uh, lastly, sir, before I go, maybe you'd consider praying for me. It's Absolutely. been several years since I've seen my children hmm. due to some mistakes in my life, which, thank God, through the delivery of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in mm-hmm. my life, has helped me to make better choices and delivered me from drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. I awesome. want to request a prayer of guidance and knowledge on success to get back into my kids' life, both my children, my son and my daughter, whom I haven't seen for years, and I'm about Mm. ready to embark on a situation where it will involve some court, child visitation, modification orders, that sort of thing. I'm wondering if you'd please pray for me, Pastor, that I would have uh, guidance and wisdom. Yeah, I'd love to pray for you. 
God, thank you so much for the opportunity to come to your throne room. And Lord, I lift up Ray to you. And God, uh, I I just ask that uh, you would open up the door for him to be able to be a part of his kids' life and be able to see them. And we thank you that you're an awesome God of restoration and that you rebuild our lives, God. You bring life where there's death. And I pray that you do that and really bless him in being able to be in restored relationship with, with his children. We thank you for the work that you've done in his life. We give you glory for that. And God, we, we lift up all all marriages, Lord, and all, all believers, Lord, that, that uh, know you and are, are committed in marriage. Would you be gracious to protect our marriages? Keep us from our own sinful flesh, Lord. Deliver us from, from the evil one. And, and I pray that you would rescue marriages. And where there's been unfaithfulness, Lord, that there would be repentance and, and faithfulness and rebuilding that only you can do. So, God, thank you for Ray. Would you bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, grace and peace to you. I praise God because of this radio program, and I praise God because of you. Well, thanks for listening, Ray. God bless you. God blesses you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our phone lines open. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. I'm going to answer some text questions that have come in. It says, Hi, I'm Ryan from Colorado Springs. Uh, my question is about the teaching that Jesus went to hell and battled the devil and took the keys. I've heard this teaching, but haven't found it in the Word. Does this sound teaching? If not, where does it come from? Uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, we see that Christ did uh, descend uh, before he ascended. And let me read that to you. It's uh, Ephesians 4 7. It says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the one who ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things." And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some teachers. So it says in the word that he descended into the lower parts of the earth to lead captivity captive. And we know that there was Abraham's bosom, or it was called paradise, that separated the place of of torment. And I believe that Jesus went to that Abraham's bosom to set the, the captives free. But we don't see anywhere in Scripture where Jesus battled Satan uh, and, and took took the keys. Uh, what we do see in Scripture is that the resurrection of Christ and his death and resurrection, Satan was defeated. It wasn't this battle that was taking place of like who, who might win. I remember being in eighth grade and being in a play where it was a boxing match between Jesus and Satan. And this looks like, you know, Jesus is going to lose and then ultimately uh, he wins. And that's never the indication that we see from Scripture. He he descended into the lower parts of the earth. He descended into Abraham's bosom. He rose again to give gifts uh, to men. So uh, we don't see that in Scripture of him battling the devil uh, in that way. So I hope that that is uh, helpful to you as we look at uh, that question. 
Thank you guys so much for listening this afternoon. We're just about ready to head into a break in just a moment. I'd encourage you to stay with me and continue uh, listening. And if you have questions, feel free to give us a call at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. If you are in the Colorado Springs area, We'd like to invite you to our services. We have a Saturday night service at 6 and also a Sunday morning service at 9 and 11. We're currently going through the book of Philippians. We'll be in Philippians chapter 1, uh, verse 12. And so come on out and join us if you're looking for a church home. Maybe you're at that place where you're examining what Christ is about, what his claims are. We would love to to have you join us to be able to get in God's word and to study uh, together. I also want to encourage you in today's show, uh, out of Philippians chapter 1, the promises that God gives to us that he's going to complete the good work that he started in us. And as you're spending your Friday afternoon, your 4 to 5 o'clock hour here, be encouraged that God has started a good work in you and he'll be faithful to complete it. God is a good starter, but he's also a good finisher. A lot of times we have a difficulty starting things. But we also have difficulty finishing. Christ will finish that good work. Gang, stay with me. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me as you're listening today. Know that you're loved by the Lord, that he gave his son for you, that he's got a great plan for you. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to line one to Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, I just have a prayer request. It's not from me, but I have really been just upset over the condition of this world lately, and I know it's due to all this end-time prophecy. I know... The Lord prophesied it long before, and I'm just starting to notice how people's love is beginning to grow cold towards one Mm -hmm. another. Obviously, I haven't experienced that personally, but I've Mm -hmm. just heard a lot of stories, and, and I know it. It could happen anywhere, and yeah, and I'm just stressed over just the condition of this world because people are just becoming so selfish now and inconsiderate, and I just don't know what to think other than I guess we're living in the end times. Yeah. Well, Bianca, you know, be be encouraged. You know that we do see that uh, there's that darkness before the light of Christ's second coming. 
Um, but God is faithful, and, and I believe also it's God's heart in these times to bring many people uh, to come to know him. So let's pray about this together and, and pray about uh, people's hearts that are growing hard uh, and that they would be softened to the Lord. So let's pray, okay? Okay. God, thank you for Bianca and her heart for you and her heart for others. And God, you tell us to be looking for your return. Uh, and we do see in, in your word the, the prophecies of, of end times. And we pray for the hearts of people that they wouldn't uh, grow cold and grow hard, but that there would be a softening to you, Jesus. And as time is short, that many, many people would come to know you as their Savior seems Bianca's got some people that are on her heart, God, that she's maybe observing uh, their hearts being hardened. And you know them, you know those individuals, and just pray that you would soften their hearts. Lord, would you be gracious to guard our hearts? Uh, Lord, we know our hearts. We know the propensity of our hearts to drift from you. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. God bless you, Bianca. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Jim in Thornton. Jim, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. Um, I had a question. Uh, my daughter-in-law, uh, who was raised Mormon, her whole family is Mormon, and uh, she had a cousin on Facebook the other day that I know, and uh, she uh, was just thanking God for uh, answered prayer, and I'm kind of confused and torn uh, about that, because I was kind of under the understanding that uh, God doesn't hear the prayers of the unrighteous unless it's a prayer of repentance to salvation. Now, I'm saying unrighteous because... They don't have a right standing with Jesus, as far as I understand it. So right. I wonder if you could uh, comment on that. Yeah, you bet. Um, you're, you're right. You know, Mormonism uh, has a wrong view of Jesus and a false teaching of of salvation. So because of that, they don't have a right standing with God. In an answer to you know, does God hear the prayers of an unbeliever? Will he at times answer their prayers? I think yes, and and this is why we see in Romans where it says it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And so many times God operates in our lives, even as unbelievers, in in kindness to cause us to be convicted of our sin and see our need for Jesus and his grace that, that saves us. Um, and so I don't see it being outside of God's character to hear the prayer of this Mormon uh, and answer it, uh, you know, in his grace to try to pursue a relationship with them. I'm sure there's times he doesn't, uh, but that's the mystery of his ways and his working uh, in our lives. I, I think back to my life before I surrendered to Christ, and, and there was ways that Christ was meeting me and, and, and answering some prayer, even though I didn't deserve it or wasn't in right standing with him. That makes sense. That me of the scripture that says that uh, we love him because he first loved us. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. that clears things up. I appreciate that. You bet. Well, thanks for calling, Jim. You bet. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, or you can send your text questions to 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Travis in Pennsylvania. Travis, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, know that I am praying for your ministry. Thank you very much. Uh, My my question is... uh, kind of a big one, so I don't know, I mean, we don't have all day, but uh, I'm curious about your interpretation of uh, the words of institution at uh, the table, that uh, okay. at the Last Supper, when, when, uh, which is in all four Gospels, and then uh, Paul has an account as well. So I was, right. uh, I was curious about your interpretation of uh, what, that, what that means for Christians and how we should interpret what communion is. Okay. So really the nature of your question is what is communion and how should that be applied in our lives as as believers? Yes, that's a great way to put it. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Okay, you bet. Yeah, I want to read 1 Corinthians 11 um, where Paul gives us uh, instruction on communion. And you're right, it's also in all four Gospels. He says, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death uh, till he comes. So the, the purpose of communion is to remember, and to remember specifically Christ shed blood and his broken body. We're doing this in remembrance of Christ. So the bread represents his broken body upon the cross. The cup represents his blood that was shed uh, for us. So we stop our lives. We meditate upon his, his sacrifice. It's easy for us to not keep the main thing the main thing. And so communion causes us to focus our eyes upon the cross of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice that brings forgiveness of of sins. Uh, Another thing that we see in this instruction with communion is it says that we are proclaiming his death till he comes. So there's a futuristic aspect of communion where we're also looking forward to that day that Christ is going to fulfill the promise of us being in heaven with him. And then lastly, if we were to keep reading in 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about uh, examining our, our, ourselves. And, and we're not examining ourselves to see if we're a believer or not, but examining to see if there's any sin that is separating uh, fellowship with me and God. You know, I think of it like trash day. Uh, trash day is Friday mornings at our house. And so I go through the house, get, get all the trash out, take it out to the curb. And there's that aspect in communion where I'm going through the inventory of my heart and my life, going, where is sin built up? Where is trash built up? And God, would you forgive me uh, and give me power uh, to walk a victorious life and confess those things and receive forgiveness to the Lord? And in doing that, we're taking communion in a worthy manner. We're giving worth to Christ. We're remembering his sacrifice. We're looking forward to the future. And we're examining where our heart is currently with him. So I don't know if that's helpful or if you have any more questions about it. Uh, uh, one observation and then one question. So it sounds okay. it sounds like you're saying that this uh, that communion is tied to what you said about repentance earlier. Is that correct? Well, I think there's an aspect to it. Um, 
there in First Corinthians 11, where where we're examining ourselves to see if there is sin in our lives that needs to be confessed uh, to Him. Yeah, so I think there is an aspect of that. Great. And then my other, my sort of quick follow-up here is, um, I have thought about this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but one way that I've thought about this is it's kind of past, present, and future all coming together. Yes, yeah. that... Does that sound like something that that you would go with, or does that sound like I'm stretching things? Absolutely. I think all of that is right there in the Word, where the past is, do this in remembrance of me. We're remembering His past sacrifice. The present is, I'm examining where my heart is right now. The future is I'm proclaiming his death till he comes. I'm as I'm taking communion, I, I'm looking forward to confidence that God's gonna finish that good work that he started in me. So absolutely, I think there's a, a past reflection, a, a present application, and then a future hope, a future anticipation. Wonderful. I, I so. appreciate all your time with this pastor. Thank you for your ministry. Uh, and know that know that I am praying for you as as much as I remember to. Well, thanks, Travis. And before you go, I just want to encourage you in the, these thoughts about communion. I think it's easy for us as believers to kind of leave out communion, and it's such a wonderful, refreshing way to draw near to the Lord. So I just encourage you. I, I'm encouraged by your thoughts uh, and questions on communion. So. Thank you very much, Pastor. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too. You too. Thanks for joining me on this Friday afternoon. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things, get in God's Word together, go to God's throne uh, together. I'm going to take some text questions that have come in. Thanks for uh, sending these uh, to me. This has to do with uh, a prior uh, caller that we had at the beginning of the show. It says, so with the last caller, what do you say when your family tells you the same? You're self-righteous, you're, you're fake, you're, you're hypocrite. How do we respond or defend uh, ourselves? And this is really difficult and it is very painful and, and, and hurtful. And I think we want to turn the other cheek. Uh, Jesus tells us to love our enemies and to pray for those that despitefully uh, use us. And a soft answer turns turns away wrath. And there's a expression that my pastor said uh, growing up, and it was this, that, you know, if you take a rock and you throw it into a pack of dogs, it's it's the dog that gets hit that yelps the loudest. And a lot of times when people are responding that way, they really are under the, the conviction of the Lord. So uh, thanks for uh, sending that to, to me, that text question. Another text that has come in says, what are the best arguments I could give someone who has fallen for the positive confession doctrine? So first, let's just go over what is the, the positive confession doctrine. It's this idea, if you name it and claim it, you'll, you'll have it. Uh, and so if I, if I speak the words, then I'm going, going to have it. And that's a real dangerous doctrine to fall into. And where I would direct someone is Paul's writing in Second. Second Corinthians. He's sharing personally in his life uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that he has a thorn in his flesh that was given to him to buffet, buffet him. And he asked God to remove the thorn in his flesh. 
And God said no three times, and that my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And so God doesn't always remove the trial. And that's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. God said no to Paul, and sometimes he'll say no to us. Also, I would think of what Christ instructed us with prayer, where he says, not my will, but your will be done. So prayer isn't demanding my will upon God, but inviting God's will uh, into my life. So Thanks for sending in uh, that text question. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Clint in Denver on line one. Uh, Clint, welcome to the program. Clint, are you there on line one? All right. Looks like we lost Clint there. We had a prayer request just come in from uh, Calvary Aurora that uh, one of their staff members has just gotten in uh, a car accident. And so we want to stop and pause and and pray uh, for them. Uh, So if you would join me, everyone who's listening, and let's just go to God's throne room. I don't know the details. Uh, God God knows the details, but let's uh, let's go go to the Lord. Father, we just come before you. And Lord, you know the details of the the staff member at Calvary Aurora who's just gotten in a car accident. And we just pray first for their safety and their protection. And Lord, if they've been hurt, that you would put your healing hand upon them, that you would help uh, the the paramedics to be able to come and and get any necessary medical attention, any others that are involved in this accident, God, that you uh, would would just touch them and that that no one would have permanent hurt uh, from this. And and so, would Lord, would you comfort everyone that's involved? Would you comfort the whole entire staff of, of Calvary Aurora? We're so thankful for Calvary Aurora and just pray that you would shepherd them right now and you would, would put your hedge of protection around them. Uh, and Lord, that you would use this, this situation. Uh, so we, we lift this staff member up to you. We lift this car accident up to you and pray that you, you would work in it. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So... We'll continue to be lifting that up uh, to the Lord, Lord in prayer. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life, a prayer request, we'd love to be able to join you in prayer this afternoon. Let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to line one. To Steve in Denver. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call, Pastor. You bet. So I do would like some prayer. My uh, my mom is in the hospital, and we were told two days ago that they they think maybe six months or less she has to, mm. to live. Wow. And I've you know she, she, the process I've come with her is she she enjoys going to church. Uh, she will agree with me when I talk about Jesus, but she really, I've not heard her actually do her own confession of accepting him, mm-hmm. so I, okay. you know, maybe she has, maybe she hasn't, but I definitely like reassurance of that or another opportunity to, to be with her. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Well, I'm sorry you're going th- uh, through this, Steve, and I'd love to, to lift you up in prayer and, and your Thank mom, you. and so let's pray together. Thank you. God, thanks so much for Steve and for his mom, and I pray you'd really comfort him, God. It's, it's so hard to see our parents uh, 
go through this, Lord, and I, I, it just does something to us. And I, I pray you'd comfort him and the whole entire family. And I do pray that, uh, Lord, uh, his mom would have a, a confession of faith. Uh, and thank you for her willingness to go to church and agree about the things of Christ and the things of God. But would you just uh, really bring that confirmation that, that people know that, that they know where she stands with you. And pray you give wisdom to Steve as he reaches out to his mom. So would you comfort them and pour out your love upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Pastor. Thank you very much. God bless you, Steve. I'll be praying for you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Brandon in Denver. Brandon, welcome to the program. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I had a question. I'm trying to figure out... How exactly do dinosaurs fit in? It's something I've always wondered about. Yeah, it's a it's a great question. Uh, you know, we definitely know that dinosaurs existed. We we have the evidence for for dinosaurs. Um, and in the book of Job, at the end of Job, uh, when God is is speaking to him. Uh, it seems like that there's reference uh, to dinosaurs. They're called Leviathan, uh, is the word that's used uh, in, in Job's writings. But it, it seems to be describing a, a dinosaur-like creature. Uh, and that's uh, the last few chapters of the book of Job. Um, and then, you know, one of the things I think that also affected dinosaurs is after the flood, uh, lifespan went way down. Like we see prior to the flood that uh, people lived much longer than they do now. And so there's the possibility that animals lived a lot uh, longer as well. And so that that, that affected uh, dinosaurs in a way that they have become uh, extinct. Um, so there's also some great resources uh, on a website called gotquestions.org, just gotquestions.org. Uh, and if, if you search dinosaurs, there, there's a great article there about uh, dinosaurs in, in the Bible and where they fit in uh, the Bible. But, you know, the, the short answer of your question is I think dinosaurs are mentioned in Job. I think they probably went uh, extinct uh, in that period after the flood. Okay, that's a, that's a great answer. My understanding is that dinosaurs is a relatively new term anyways in the last couple hundred years, and that, uh, you know, lizards um, tend to continue to grow throughout their life. So I guess that it does make sense when their lifespans were a lot longer. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Brandon. Thank you very much. You as well. You're listening to Calvary Live. Let's uh, continue with our callers that are calling in. Let's go to line one to Greg in Denver. Greg, welcome to the program. Greg, you're welcome, Pastor. Thank you. I, 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 have, I have a situation to share with you, and I have a prayer request also. Married, being married okay. for 33 years. 33 years, and um, the past five years has been, oh, boy, roll over, hmm. really. And uh, okay. in a, been accused of all kind of crazy things that never, never, ever did exist. And my mind is on the rocks. But um, I still, I'm still hanging in there. Look very stupid in the process, but okay. I, I, I hope that God will work something out 
requesting you to pray also. Yeah, you bet. So, Greg, I had a little bit of a hard time understanding you, but are you saying that, that uh, you're having challenges in your marriage? Is that what I gathered? Big time. 33 years. Okay. Yes. Okay. Last five yeah. years well, have been a, a big problem. Okay. Yeah, well, let me pray for you. God, thanks for Greg, and I can hear the desperation and brokenness in his heart, God. And we're coming before you and ask that you would bring a great breakthrough in in his marriage, Lord, that you uh, would show yourself strong. And you know the specifics, you know the details, you know what the hindrances are, the walls, the roadblocks. And Jesus, we just invite you into that. Pray you'd give Greg wisdom, that you would show him what you would have for him in this and work in his wife's heart, Lord. I pray you would encourage him and that you give him strength, that you would pour out your comfort and strength upon him. So we, we thank you for him and lift him up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Great program. I pray for you, too. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Let's go to line three to Will and Lafayette. Will, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, okay. Is it true um, that we are considered God's chosen if we accept Jesus and are part of His family? Yes, it is. Yep, it sure is. Okay. And it's God's intention, or it's God's will that all who, you know, He, he invites all of us to come to Jesus and to be a part of His family, right? Correct. Yep. So if God only chose a few out of many, how do we expect uh, many to be saved? So here's the, you know, kind of the conundrum or the tension of these truths. You know, we know that the gospel is available for everyone, that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh, John 3.16, that whosoever believes will not perish but have everlasting life. And then we also know that we are chosen by God. In Ephesians chapter 1, uh, it expresses that to us, that, that we're chosen uh, by, by the Lord. Um, C.S. Lewis described this uh, this way, is like when you, you go into heaven, uh, possibly when you're entering into heaven, it says, whosoever wills comes. Uh, and then as you come into the other side of the gate and you look back up, it says you've been chosen from the foundation of, of the world. So we have this truth in Scripture that God does choose us. And then we also have the truth in Scripture that we're held responsible through human choice and human responsibility to choose him and to believe in him uh, as well. And then from man's understanding, it's hard to know how both of those truths exist together. But we have to remember uh, God is God, and he doesn't always explain himself, uh, and he's not limited to man's understanding, but he does ask us to accept his word and, and trust him. So... I don't know if that, that makes sense, but both teachings in Scripture are true, that God chooses us, and we're held responsible to choose Him as well. Yeah, it, it, it gives me some more clarity, um, and I know we're not to rely on our own understanding, um, but it's the Lord's will. Um, it's just kind of scary at the same time. So I, I appreciate, you know, the additional information. Um, yeah. And I just... We'll just have to keep praying for, for other people. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks All for right. calling, Will. It's a good question. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for joining me. The number is 303-690-3000. We've got a few moments left in today's program. If you've got a text question, you're listening and you're like, man, this is on my heart. I could use some prayer. Grab your phone and shoot me a text, 720-336-0897. As you head in uh, to your weekend, one, I want to encourage you as we head into Mother's Day weekend, we want to give a shout out to all of the moms. I know of, of my mom, she's a woman that loves the Lord, has, has served the body of Christ, served our, our family. She's made all the difference in the world in my life. I'm so thankful for my wife uh, who uh, loves and serves our, our kids and thankful for, for her investment in, in our family. And I want to encourage all of you moms that are listening as God sees your sacrifice, he sees your labor of love and and be encouraged. It, you know, nothing is wasted in the Lord and he, he is using you in a powerful way. So continue to, to press into your, your children no matter what their ages uh, are. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. And let's take a moment uh, to pray for all of the moms and thank God for, for, for the moms. Lord, I'm so thankful for my mom and thank you for her love for you and investment in the kingdom and investment in us as a, as a family. Lord, we think of, of Timothy and, and how he was impacted by his mom and by his grandma. And I just pray for all of the moms who are listening uh, this afternoon that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, that you give them future vision and strength, protect them from the attack of the enemy. We know that Satan loves to come and accuse and point out our shortcomings. And Lord, may they find their sufficiency in you and their, their satisfaction in you. Lord, I pray for those that have always longed to be a mom, but for whatever reason they haven't been able to, Lord, that you would comfort their hearts, that you would minister to them in a great way. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, as you head into this weekend, make sure you get into God's house. So important to fellowship with believers, to connect with the Lord, to connect with one another. We're believing and trusting that God's doing a great work throughout Colorado and out on the East Coast and Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey. So God bless all of you. Have a great weekend in the Lord. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.